Tonight, by God's grace, I'm just going to speak to us. I'm just going to build on what Pastor Shei taught us on Sunday. Um, I I will just say a few things around um, the core emphasis of um, what what he brought to us on Sunday. Build on it a little bit, and um, and we will be done. Um, I think Sunday was really instructive. Um, the word of the Lord came to us powerfully, and um, and by God's grace, I will just share a few thoughts. Romans chapter three. Let's see verses one and two. Romans chapter three. What advantage then has the Jew? Or what is the profit of circumcision? Much in every way. Chiefly because to them were committed the oracles of God. What, is, what then is the advantage of the circumcision? And... Um, and what advantage then has the Jew? Or what is the profit of the circumcision? Much in every way, chiefly because to them were committed the oracles of God. Let me read from the Amplified Version. Amplified um, classic. It says, Then what advantage remains to the Jew? How is he favored? What is the value or benefit of the circumcision? What is the benefit of your spiritual experience? What separates you um, from the man on the street who has not met the Lord? Why was the difference? What of what gain? Is it to you? It says much in every way. So we have several advantages. We have several advantages. But I said chiefly to begin with and most importantly to the Jews were entrusted the oracles, the communications, the intentions and the utterances of God. So this is God saying, for you, your major advantage is that you have the speakings of God. Pastor, he told us on Sunday, he said, the most treasured possession or the most prized treasure in the world today is the speakings of God. Is the word of the Lord. It's, it's so priceless. It's so priceless. So, we have the speakings. God is speaking to us. 
we are, we are in a position or we have been brought into an estate. We have been bought, brought into a realm of operation where we can hear God speak. And he said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. These words have capacity to make you live. Scripture says in the book of, I think, 2 Peter, he said, we were not redeemed by corruptible, um, corruptible things, but by the incorruptible word of God. So these words have capacity, have capacity to make us live forever. Praise God. The speakings of God. They, they, they have capacity to make you abide. Oh, and Pastor he spoke extensively on Sunday. He was speaking about diminishing. Diminishing. How, how with the fall, diminishing came upon creation. Decay entered. Corruption entered. Sin entered. A separation entered. A separation from the life of God that would have brought um, you know, that would have brought in quote, endlessness that would have accumulated into immortality then that quality of life began to diminish because sin came praise God but Jesus has come to restore us to that state again and he has given us the very life of God and we have the speakings of God in that direction, able to build us up and raise us as an entity of eternal life. Oh, and these are not just words. These are not just words. Praise God. These are not just words. Hallelujah. Chiefly because to us, to me, has been committed the speakings of God. So, my, my, my meditation since Sunday has been, if God is speaking, am I hearing? If I'm not hearing, then there is a problem. There is a problem. Because scripture says in the book of Matthew chapter 13 verse 10, it spoke about some people. It said, according to the book of Isaiah, that hearing, okay, in verse 10, it said, and the disciples came and said to him, this was a parable of, the parable of the sower. And after he gave that parable, the disciples came to him after he had left the multitude. And they said, Master, why do you speak to them in parables? Verse 11. He answered and said to them, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. This is Jesus saying that as a disciple of Jesus, as one who is born again, as one who is a son of the house, you have capacity to know the mysteries of the kingdom. But to people who are outside, for, to people who have not come into the experience you have come to in God, he said to them, it is not given. Can we go down a little bit? 
Verse 13. Therefore I speak to them in parables because seeing they do not see. So the eyes are open but they see nothing. Hearing they do not hear. They have ears but they cannot hear. Nor do they understand. Verse 14. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled which says hearing you will hear and shall not understand and saying you will see and shall not perceive. But sometimes this, this looks like us. Sometimes God speaks, we even do not perceive. God speaks, we do not understand. God speaks, we do not hear. We do not hear. So then that means there is a problem. And that's the, the, the gap I want us to bridge tonight by God's grace. My, where I'm going to tonight is, is to make us, is to stir up a desire in us that if truly God is speaking, then if I'm not hearing, there is a problem, and we need to solve that problem. We need to we need to tackle that problem and remove it from the way, so that we can have unlimited access, so that we can this thing that Scripture has called our advantage can truly be our advantage. Hallelujah. So that it can truly be our advantage. Because we don't want to live life without instruction. We don't want to live life. We don't want to go through life like a normal human being. He said, They are gods. He said, Why did he call them God? He called them gods unto whom the word of the Lord has come. So the reason why you are gods is that you are a recipient of the word of the Lord. You have the, you have the spiritual infrastructure that can trap, that can receive the word of God. You have, the, you have the satellite that can capture the thoughts and intentions of God. So if, 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 if that infrastructure is not working, then there is need to activate it. Hallelujah. There is need to fine-tune it. There is need to capture the frequency of God. The example we always use is the fact that there are radio waves in this room as we speak. But none of us is listening to any of the FM stations in Lagos. Why? Because we are not tuned in. The moment you bring your radio and you tune to the particular frequency you want to listen to, you begin to pick the waves. And that waves it translated to sound, and you can hear it. You can hear the program that is ongoing. But we can be in this place all day and never tune to that place, and we never partake of what is going on on radio. And it is the same in the spirit. God is speaking. In fact, scripture says that creation speaks. Um, in the book of which psalm is that says, The heavens speak of your somewhat. Psalm 19 verse 1. Thank you. Psalm 19 verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament show his handiwork. Verse 2. Day unto day utters speech. Night unto night utters knowledge. Romans chapter 1 says the invisible things of him are sin. By the things which are visible, they are understood. 
For since the creation, he was talking about um, those guys that did not give attention to the Lord. And he said, because they have rejected God in their mind, God has given them over to a reprobate mind. He says, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen. So scripture is saying that in creation, in, 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 in the things that have been made, you can see even the invisible attitude, attributes of God. They are clearly seen. Being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So even unbelievers, if they pay attention enough, they can hear God, they can see God in creation. How much more? Us, to whom God has committed his oracles. So even creation speaks. Everything around us speaks. But can we interpret those things? Can we interpret the speakings of God? Can we trap the frequencies of God? Hallelujah. Can we trap the frequencies of God? Everything. Everything. And that's our job. That's our assignment tonight. That's our assignment tonight. Let's see Deuteronomy chapter 4 from verse 5, 5 to 9. Surely I have taught you statutes and judgments just as the Lord my God commanded me that you should act according to them in the land which you go to possess. Therefore be careful to observe them for this is your wisdom and understanding in the sight of the people who will hear all the statues and say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what great nation is there that has God so, that has God so near to it as the Lord our God is to us for whatever reason we may call upon him. And what great nation is there that has such statutes and righteous judgments as are in all this law which I said before you this day? Only take it to yourself and diligently keep yourself, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen, lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life and teach them to your children and your grandchildren. He said these instructions, these statutes, they are your wisdom. The speakings of God are your wisdom. You are, we, we are meant to negotiate life. We are meant to navigate life with the wisdom of God. The speakings of God become to us wisdom. That is the difference between you and your colleague that does not know God. They operate, they, that the wisdom of God is at work in you. And because the wisdom of God is at work in you, your approach to life is different. Your mindset is different. Your engagement with the world is different. Why? Because you have commandments, you have statutes, you have instructions. It says, these instructions, these my speakings, they are your wisdom to the nations. They are your understanding to the nations. And the nations will behold you and say, oh, 
what nation is this that has uh, the the word called the righteous judgment is not is not judgment in terms of verdict it's um it's it's um it's judgment in terms of decision making in terms of understanding in terms of values in terms of how things how you approach things so you you have discernment you have good judgment you are able to 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 separate between two things that's judgment you're able to judge accurately and because you're able to judge accurately you're able to navigate life in a different way hallelujah why because you have instructions because you have instructions Let's see Psalm 147, verse 19 to 20. I'm just trying to, to lay a foundation and, um, and we can take off by God's grace. He declares his word to Jacob. He declares his word to Busayo. His statutes and his judgment. His own judgment. He communicates his judgment. Like I said, those are not judgment in terms of verdict of condemnation no he has not dealt like that with any nation wow so the things God is doing with you he has not done with any nation he has not done with outsiders he has called you his own people he has called you and set you apart and he's doing something with your life that is not doing with any other person who has not come into that covenant the operations of God in your life are so unique that an unbeliever cannot interpret it because he does not have that experience. He has not come into it. He said he has not dealt like that with any nation. As for his judgment, they have not known them. Praise the Lord. As for his judgment, go back to that verse, verse 19. He declares his word unto Jacob. The whole KJM says, He showeth his word. He showeth his word unto Jacob. And the word showeth, showeth, I think is the word not God in, in Hebrew. It means to bring forward. So, to bring something, to, to bring it to the forefront, to give it the pride of place, to bring something to light. To explain an enigma, something that is that is not clear, to bring clarity and understanding and explanation to that thing. He showeth his word, he sheds light upon it, upon the heart of Jacob. Praise God. And he reveals his statutes and judgments to Israel. That thing he has done, he has not done like that to any nation. He has not dealt thus with any nation. Confirming what we read in Romans chapter 3 that to you is committed the oracles. The oracles of God. So what, what, what is the problem? God speaks but we do not perceive. We are like, sometimes God speaks to us and it's like actually God is speaking in parables. Why? Because there is a gap between the speakings of God and our ability to receive. 
and there is a need for us to grow there's a need for us to rise up so that we can we are able to accurately capture the things that God is saying Jesus healed a man that was blind and after he healed him he said what do you see he said I see men like trees I know some of us and Jesus had to you know do that work again until he began to see perfectly some of us are seeing but we are seeing men like trees we are not seeing well and that's why we, see it looks like there is there is this in this house there is a serious emphasis on sin and we're always praying the heights because we are not seeing well when you begin to see well you will begin to capture the thoughts of God you begin to capture things better you would come into a new place entirely I told us about two weeks ago I said to see God is to fall madly in love with him when you see him every other thing fades and we need to see him that that vision must be born in our heart it must become clear when we see the visions of God when when Christ is revealed to us it totally turns around our entire life nothing else matters nothing else comes close I was I was I was speaking with someone yesterday a a much senior person who is also a prophet I went to see him you know he came into Lagos and I went pick him from the airport and we're just talking and just you know in the course of our conversation and I was just, and I was saying that see when you meet the Lord now I'm not I wasn't telling him to instruct or to or to preach to him no I, that was he's, he's a much senior he's a like prophet prophet you know so I, we, I wasn't teaching or something we're just talking and said when a man meets the Lord when Jesus is revealed to a man that person cannot turn you can't go back you have seen ultimate beauty even when you walk away you will come back you, you can't you can't you have, you have seen something that we're looking at the man that found a field with it, that, that saw a treasure in the field he said he went to sell everything he bought the field because of the treasure that's what happens when we see the Lord so we need to see clearly we need to hear clearly we need to come to the place of understanding the bridge the, the it's not bridge the gap between the speakings of God and our ability to trap the speakings of God must be bridged that gap must be bridged we must bring our satellites and, and transistor to be able to capture the frequency at which God is speaking so that we are able to, to make full advantage of what scripture has called our advantage. You don't want to live life frustrated. You don't want to live life unsure and unclear. Confused. Why? Because you are oblivious. To the speakings of God, even though the speakings of God are readily available to you. Praise God. 
He said, my sheep know my voice. They hear my voice. And I know them. And they will follow me. The voice of stranger, they will not follow. If you are his sheep, you have capacity to hear his voice. And to know his voice. The, the infrastructure, the, the spiritual infrastructure that you need to trap his voice has already been given to you. Praise God. When you give birth to a baby today, that baby has capacity to hear, to speak, to see. Even when that baby is not using those things at um, um, full or maximum uh, maximum function, it doesn't deny the fact that those capacities are inherent in that baby. That baby has capacity to walk. It is just a matter of growth. After probably nine months, you see that baby crawling. The baby will just be unlocking different levels at certain... As, as that baby begins to grow, then you just see one year or a few months after, the baby begins to walk. Those things... Where the baby was born with those capacities. The same way you were born in Christ with the ability to hear and to know his voice. Samuel was a little boy when God spoke to him. He heard, even though he didn't know that it was God. Scripture says, for the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. But he heard Cain, who murdered Abel, after he murdered his brother, he heard God. Murderer. He was having conversation with God. He was negotiating his own destiny with God. After God put that um, punishment on him, he said, God, this punishment is too much for me. Because as I'm going out, somebody will see me and, and just, and just kill me. God said, okay, don't worry. I will put a mark upon you. The guy who that just killed his brother. He was, if he could hear God, you call. I'm challenging us tonight. See, to you has been committed the oracles of God. That's the truth. But you see that advantage, you must, you must grab it and use it for the fulfillment of the purposes of God on the face of the earth and in your own life. Without it, without instructions, without the guidance of the Spirit, we will live life frustrated. You would have offers and you don't know which one to take and you are totally confused. You want to marry, you don't know if this is the right person or not. You want to take decisions, you are just, you are, you are, you are stuck. Without instructions, we can make mistakes that are even fatal to our destiny. Without the speakings of God. If we are, and it is not because God is not speaking. It is that we are not in a position to listen or we are unable to trap the things that God is saying. No wonder Proverbs, it keeps saying, my son, Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my saying. I told us some weeks ago, the word incline, incline your ear means 
fine tune the way you would tune your radio to get a particular frequency is that same word tune your hair position it position it when we were growing up before the advent of cable tv when when you put on your black and white tv and that that you know that first screen comes up i are trying to get uh, this thing a particular station that will probably not be very clear the local station you go and be tuning the dish you shall be tuning it the, the antenna you'll be moving it like this what are you doing you are looking for signal you are looking for the right frequency then the thing will just ah oh told it told it yes what's it, what's it. <laughs> so just keep it keep it in that position how many of us oh gen z people cannot understand what i'm saying <laughs> Oh my goodness. So everybody looking at me like, yes, we, we lived we lived in the stone age. <laughs> Hallelujah. You would tune the antenna. You that oh, TVs used to have long ah, oh, I need to find a box TV. TVs used to have long antennas too. You'll be tuning the two. You'll be okay, 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 okay. So just position it like that. Because if the thing moves from that place, you are starting all over, everything does scatter. And that's the same way. That's inclining your ears to his saying. Position yourself in a state where you are able to hear the things he's saying. Because he's speaking. God is speaking. Let's see Job chapter 33. Wow. Job 33, 14 and 15. Job 33. For God may speak in one way or in another, yet man does not perceive. So God does not speak in one way. He, speak, he speaks in several ways. And we see his speakings. His speakings are all around us, but we cannot perceive. If I, if I tell you now that there's an angel in this room, many of you will not believe. You will think I'm speaking by faith. Do you understand? You will think I'm speaking by faith. But if you are perceptive, if you can discern, if you are sensitive in the spirit, you are living in a very different frame entirely. God speaks in one way or another. His speakings are all around us. But man does not perceive. He could speak in a dream, in a vision of the night, when this sleep falls upon man, while slumbering on their beds. But man do not perceive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do we also know that sometimes... God has spoken in our spirits and our mind has not captured the thoughts of God. And because the mind has also not captured the thoughts of God, we are unable to bring it into fruition. We are unable to we are, not, we are unable to, to profit with that word. Hallelujah. I, I saw the story of, of Saul you know, in, in, in 1 Samuel chapter 9, from verses 13 to 19, even before then, when he was going to be made king, 
his father sent him, his father's asses were lost, right? And he went, took some of his servants to go look for his father's um, lost donkeys, the asses, whatever they were. But God was setting him up for something entirely different. He was going to be made king. And um, like on the third day, he had been looking for the asses. Then at a point, he got to a point with the servant. He said, see, we've been looking for these things for, for, for a while now. We are not making any progress. Is there a seer around who can tell us where to go to find these asses? I'm talking from 1 Samuel chapter 9. From verse 13, you know, downwards. And they said, yes, there is a seer in town. So they went, they went to see Samuel. He didn't even know Samuel. You know, but a day before they came, scripture says God had spoken into the hair of Samuel that a man is coming. That man is the person I have chosen as king over Israel. A day before God spoke to, to Samuel. Yeah, now the Lord had told Samuel in his hair the day before Saul came, saying, Tomorrow about this time I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin. And you shall anoint him commander over my people Israel, that he may serve my people from the, he may save my people from the hands of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people because their cry has come to me. Meanwhile, Saul was making plans with his guys to come see the seer and all that. So they came into the city. So when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said to him, There he is, the man whom I spoke to you, this one shall reign over my people. So Saul could identify um, Samuel could identify him. Then Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate and said, Please tell me, where is the seer's house? He didn't know Samuel, but Samuel knew him. Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me to the high place, for you shall eat with me today. And tomorrow I will let you go, and I will tell you all that is in your heart. But as for your donkeys that were lost three days ago, don't be anxious about them, for they have been found. And that's an instruction to somebody tonight. The donkeys you are looking for have been found. Don't be anxious. The donkeys have been found. That's a word for somebody. But as for your donkeys that were lost three days ago, do not be anxious about them, for they have been found. And on whom is all the desire of Israel? Is it not on you and on your father's house? So, Israel was looking for their king. The king they were looking for were looking for donkeys that were lost but had been found. Hallelujah. In the previous, in verse 19, Paul said something. Samuel said, I will show you all that is in your heart tomorrow. To, that tomorrow was the day was going to anoint him. So, the matter of kingship had been in, 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 in Saul's heart. But he didn't know. Because when Samuel told him that, what was his response in verse 21? And Saul answered, Am I not a Benjamite of the smallest of the tribe of Israel? And my, fat, and my family is the least of all the families of it. Why then do you speak? Why are you, why are you telling me something like this? The thing was in his heart. It was, it was in his subconscious. The thing was there. But he didn't know. He couldn't capture it. Hallelujah. He couldn't, his mind couldn't fathom it. 
And it's like that with some of us. The speakings of God locked up in us, but our minds have not come to the place of, of maturity to bring those things to fruition, where we are able to accurately interpret the speakings of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So what do we need? I mentioned one earlier on. I said growth. As we begin to grow, the things, the, the speakings of God will become clear to us. Why? Because we, like I said, we have the infrastructure to trap the speakings of God. He said to you, it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Blessed are your ears for they hear and your eyes for they see. My eyes see, my ears hear. Do you understand? Blessed are your eyes for they see. Blessed are your ears for they hear. So you have capacity. So, but as you begin to develop those capacities, you come into a place where you are able to accurately decipher the speakings of God and you are able to accurately use them, you know, um, for profit. And when I say for profit, I'm not saying for commercial, for merchandise. No, that's not what I'm talking about. But your life becomes profitable. Your life becomes peaceful. You can live in peace. You can live, you can live under God's guidance. You, you know that um, you are led of God. You are living by instruction. Praise God. Hallelujah. So there is a need for us to bridge the gap between our spirit and our mind. And what we need to do is to fill that mind with the word of God. Um, Romans chapter 12 says that be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good, the acceptable and the perfect will of God. There is a need for us to renew our mind with the word of God, dwelling upon the word of God so that we can come to the place of accurate interpretation. Because the speakings of God, see, if our mind is not renewed, we will, we will misinterpret, we will misapply the instructions. We may not even hear. Praise God. We will misapply. Like the example Pastor T always, always um, gave. He said, some of us, if, if, um, if we were the people that God brought to the valley of dry bones, like Ezekiel, what would be our response? Ah, I saw dead people. I will not die in Jesus' name. I will not die in Jesus' name. But God was talking about an army. Do you understand? Interpretation. Interpretation. There is a need for the mind to be renewed. In the book of Isaiah chapter 55, I think verse 10, scripture says, For my ways are not your ways, my thoughts are not your thoughts. As the heavens are high above the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your, than your thoughts. So there is a gap. But what fills that gap? The word. My thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. 
For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Verse 10. For as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and God. That is, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. Verse 11. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, that it shall not return to me void, but shall accomplish that as I shall prosper in that which I sent it. So, God likened his word to the rain. What is the rain? The rain is that which connects the heaven and the earth. Hallelujah. And he likens his word to the rain. When the rain comes, he said it causes the earth to bring forth and bud. The same way, when the word comes, it is the word of God that renews our hearts and begins to align our hearts, our thoughts with the thoughts of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? When the word of God comes to us, the word of God has capacity to renew our mind. And in renew our mind, the, the word of God is aligning our thoughts. is bringing us closer to the thoughts of God. Bringing us closer, teaching us the ways of God, revealing the ways of God to us and bringing us closer to his thoughts. So he said, my thoughts are higher. Yes, they are higher. But the instrument by which God brings our thoughts and renews our mind and brings our thought closer to his thoughts is his ways until, sorry, it's his word, until his thoughts and our thoughts become one. And we can say, like Paul, we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Why? Because thoughts have been aligned. Arts have been aligned. Art is being renewed. Transformation is taking place. We are not conforming to the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we need to bridge that gap. We, we, we need to have a posture of heart that, that reverences the word. That plays premium on the word. Like, like Mary, we must be a people who sit at his feet. Who sit at his feet. That's the posture of learning. That's the posture of receiving. In Luke chapter 10 verse 39. Let's see Deuteronomy chapter 33 verses 2 to, verses 2 to 4. Deuteronomy 33 Deuteronomy 33, 2-4. And it said, The Lord came from Sinai and dawned on them from Monse. He shone forth from Paran, and he came with ten thousands of his saints. From his right hand came a fiery love for them. Yet he loves the people. All his saints are in your hand. They sit down at your feet. Everyone does what? Receives your word. And they sit down at your feet. Everyone receives your word. Verse 4. What's in verse 4? Moses commanded a law for us, a heritage for the congregation of for the congregation of Jacob. The word of God is our heritage. And we have we must have a posture of heart that sits at his feet. The posture of sitting is the position of learning. You are, you are making yourself a disciple. Learning, like Mary in Luke chapter 10, verse 39. Learning, sitting at his feet. It's, it's a Jewish culture where the student learns from his master, from his or her master. You just sit down and you're learning. Receiving what? Receiving words. Receiving words. Even Paul, when he was going to describe himself to the Jew in, in the book of Acts, he said, I am Paul. I sat at the feet of Gamaliel. Gamaliel was one of the finest lawyers of his day. 
he learned at his feet. We must be people learning at the feet of Jesus, giving emphasis to the word, renewing our mind, receiving instruction, receiving instructions. Hallelujah. Are we together tonight? For you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Hallelujah. For you is committed what? The oracles of God. The oracles of God. There are a couple of things I know that stop us from hearing or from listening or from capturing God's thoughts. Capturing God's speaking. One of those things is the fact that we are too busy. Physically, like we literally have no time devoted to the word. We have no time devoted to personal fellowship. And we see, um, some weeks ago, Pastor Dami was teaching us on um, the secret code. And he said the secret code of the kingdom is to pursue understanding. And he was teaching from um, Matthew chapter 10 about the parable of the sword. And he said he was not going to teach it as different types of hearts, but we teach it as different layers of hearts. And the first one he talked about was the, the seed that fell by the wayside, you know, and he said that it is a wayside because everybody passes there. How do you stop it from being a wayside? He said you create a demarcation. How many of us remember that you create a demarcation? Have devotion. We are too busy. I know, yes, we wake up early, go to work, come back late, we are tired. There's really no time. But we must create time. If we are going to be people who hear God, we must create time for fellowship, for intimacy. How can you claim to love someone and you never want to hear him speak? Or you never create time? People who are in long distance relationships, God, they will do night court. They are in two different time zones. So one is in Canada, the other one is in Nigeria. When the time difference is seven hours, when that one has, when that one is about to sleep, that one is still at work. They find time because it is important. You know why? If they don't communicate, that relationship will die. And it's the same with us. The fuel of our relationship with God is our devotion. Is our devotion. Prayers. Give at give attention to prayers. Pray. Pray in the spirit a lot. Oh, you want to hear instructions? You want to hear God speak? Pray in the spirit a lot. When you are you when you are praying in the spirit, you pray to a point. You would you would even be able to interpret some of the things you are praying. Instructions will come. Why? Because prayer is a dialogue. It's not a mono. You are not just the one talking to God. God will talk back to you. You will hear. You will pick things. You will pick the thoughts of God. You will capture his frequencies. But we must create time. We must, we must give attention to prayers. We must give attention to the word. Somebody said when you... See, I, I read something sometimes. It said, it said you cannot accuse God of not speaking when your Bible is closed. You can't. You cannot say God, God is not speaking when your Bible is closed. 
Because even when he now speaks, how do you confirm? Because he never speaks contrary to his word. Hallelujah. See, if anybody gives you a word that contra contra contradicts the written word, the character of God, the nature and attributes of God as revealed in scripture, that thing is a lie. Hallelujah. No prophetic word will contradict the scriptures. So it is important for you to know it. You must give attention to it. People tell you they have, ah, no, um, God revealed something to me. I had this experience. No experience. And I'm saying it. No spiritual experience you have. None. No matter how, how grand. No matter how unbelievable it is. No spiritual experience you have is superior to the world. None. Don't glorify experiences above the scripture. Give attention to the word. Your experiences, your prophetic, uh, whatever you receive, go back and check. Is it in line? Does it align? That's how, that's how you learn. That's how you grow. That's how you come into the thoughts of God. Hallelujah. Many of us are too distracted. Our minds are busy. Our minds are busy. We are busy with worry. We are busy with fear. We are busy with anxiety. We are busy with um, social media. We are busy with entertainment. The mind is not still. The heart that is not still cannot receive the word. You cannot capture the thoughts of God. You cannot be still and know that I am God. In your still moments, then the Lord will come. When you are still in your heart, upon your bed, or even in the course of... Just, just create time. Be still. The distraction is too much. Cut it out. In fact, see, I, I think we will we, we'll begin to change fasting now. That fasting will not just be abstinence from food and, you know, and maybe we do social media fast. Three days fasting. No social media. And we can just focus and meditate. Give attention to meditation. Honestly. Honestly. The, if we spend a quarter of the time we spend on social media, if we spend it with the scriptures, our world will be different. We do it in bits. Oh, 10 minutes here. Then you do small work. Another 10 minutes. Twitter, Instagram. Facebook, you, are just scroll, you just want to scroll for 5 minutes, so before you know it, you've scrolled for 45 minutes. The thing is just content. Do you understand? Content. It's, 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 I don't want to call it a cause, but it, it's a menace. Honestly, I'm guilty. Yes. My own bad behavior is Twitter. Before you know it, you spent one hour for something that does not concern you. Honestly. But you know that you can do without those things. But sometimes it feels like, ah, no. Let the uh, screen of your phone, let it go blank. And you are unable to fix it for two days. But you live a normal life. You are using one small phone for that period. You can receive call, you can send text messages. Your life is just fine and simple. But 
when those things are not ah Instagram, you just, the thing will just be moving. You know, you are just you are working in the office, so you think, let me just say, what's going on? Let me just check my phone. Before you know it, the, the, the Instagram will just attract you. I uh, just the thing is just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. No, be, the, before you know it, the time is gone. And you find out that the day has gone, you've not given attention to meditation, you've not given attention to the world. I wish our Bibles can attract us like that. You know, that thing is, is, is very, ah, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very involuntary. Do you, do, you, do you know social media and content, TikTok, Snapchat, all of those things? I don't know how people are surviving having all those. It's very involuntary. Before you know it, you have opened it. You, you are not so conscious. Yes, you are conscious, but you are not so conscious. Do you understand? You are just drawn to it. It's just, you are just drawn. Let me just see. Can we, can we begin to see? Let me just see what's going on up there. Can we, can we begin to have that kind of heart, that kind of mindset and attention? Like, let me just tune. Ah, what are they even saying in the courts of heaven? Can, let me just look in word. What's the word in my spirit? The same way this, those things attract us almost subconscious. Yes, that's the word, subconsciously. Can, can the word of God begin to attract us subconsciously? Ah, let me just look at a verse. These things are possible. If we give attention, if we are deliberate, they are possible. Hallelujah. They are possible. God speaks. God speaks through his word. I'm just going to run through it. God speaks through his word. Second Timothy chapter 3, 16 to 17. He said, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for correction, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness. All scripture. All scripture is profitable for doctrine, for instructions. And you need instructions. Hallelujah. God speaks through the still small voice. I don't want to dwell on this because I know um, we've been taught hearing God. I'm going to listen to that series with, by, by Pastor T. Hearing God. Is, she spoke about many different ways and she explained you know, in, in more details. I'll, but I'll just run through them. The still small voice. Remember the story of Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11 to 13. He was on the mountain and God passed in different ways. He passed in lightning and God was not there. 1 Kings 19, 11 to 13. He passed in a earthquake and God was not in the earthquake. You know, many of us, we want God to speak to us through the spectacular you want to hear, my son, my son. Until you hear that one, you, you still have not, you think you have not heard. But God is speaking. He's speaking in your heart. He's speaking in your heart. The, the word, scripture says, the word is near you. The word is near. Then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord and behold, the Lord passed by and a great strength a strong wind tore the mountain. Wind. What could be more spectacular? If we saw that in our day, hey, ah, God, God moved. Ah, God moved. When wind tore the mountain and broke the rock in pieces before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. 
the spectacular can happen. And you know, Pastor T told us, she said, when the spirit has finished moving, what is the word of the Lord? Mm, so, after everything has that, what did God see? In the midst of the, what is the word? See this one, so spectacular. The wind, strong wind, tore the mountains, broke the rock in pieces before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. Praise God. Praise God now. And after the wind and a whole earthquake, a whole earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. It's still small. Stop looking for the spectacular. Look for the spiritual. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If God, if God needs the spectacular to get your attention, right? You actually, you, you are far. That's why he needs to shout. The spectacular is to draw attention. If, if you are here now, and I need to shout to talk to you, is you, are, is you are probably deaf. So I need to shout very well before you can. You are probably deaf, almost dead. Or deep, deep sleep as for you. So I need to shout to jack you up to life. But if you are alive and active, if I just... Why? Because you are conscious. You are near. Don't that. So it's because you are far away. That's why you are looking for the spectacular. The still small voice. He just speaks. He said, he, he said the day before he spoke into the ear of Elijah, of, of Samuel. That tells me somebody that is close. His ear was close to God's mouth. Are we people like that? Whose, whose ears are close to his mouth? Praise God. Hallelujah. He speaks to the inner witness. He speaks to our inner witness. And he does that in, I, he does that a lot. In fact, I, I, I believe most of the speakings to us is to the inner witness. You just know. You just perceive. You just perceive. Um, in, Paul, Paul went to minister in, um, in Lystra in Acts chapter 14 from, verses, um, from verse 8 to 9. And as he was ministering, scripture says he saw a man. That man was listening intently and Paul perceived that he had faith to be healed. Scripture does not say and the Holy Ghost told him. He perceived. He just knew. Some of us, God is speaking to you. You say, and I want to do that, you know. And something told me not to do it. Something to, that something told me. That something told you is the, is the Lord. Is, is the speaking of God. Something told me. But you didn't listen to that something. You went to do it and you you got your fingers burnt. Ah, something told me not to go. God was, but you, we are too deaf to hear. We are, we are too natural. We cannot speak. We cannot, we cannot pick divine signals. We are too earthly. We are too natural. We are used to the earth. Hallelujah. Praise God. We are used to, to the flesh. Something told me. Acts chapter 27, verses 9 to 10. Acts 27. He perceived. 27, 9 to 10. I'm calling it so that we can write some of those things down 
and um, you know go look at them wow our time is really far gone now when much time has been spent this was when Paul was going to I think Rome and sailing was dangerous because the fast was already over Paul advised them saying men I perceive that this voyage will end in disaster and much loss not only of the cargo and ship but also of our lives I perceive that this journey we are going it will be dangerous so we shouldn't go let's not set sail I perceive I you know you know when pastor says I feel in my spirit I sense in my spirit we all have that we all have that thing we need to pay attention to it because God is but the problem is oftentimes we ignore those things we ignore those signals we don't give attention to them the more you give attention to those things the the more you are able to track you know the more you do it the more you now become used to it then you can actually say ah, okay ah, god is actually speaking to me praise god hallelujah i've told us it speaks through the word read your bible somebody said when you open your bible god opens his mouth it's so simple when you open your bible god opens his mouth why because He's speaking through the word. He's revealing something to you. And that is God speaking to you. Hallelujah. He speaks by visions. He speaks by visions. And there are different types. Pastor T has taught us this open vision, closed vision. Open vision is your eyes are open like this. Like you are just seeing TV. You are just watching TV and you are just seeing everything open. That was what Balaam was 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 explaining was describing himself. I am Balaam. I handle the oracles of God. I'm the one that sees the vision of God with his eyes wide open. You see, you are just it will just be like they are showing you this thing. Then there's closed vision. The eyes are not open, but the eyes of the heart are open, and you can see. Saul was on his way to Damascus, and he saw a great light, and the Lord visited him, and he went blind. But while he was blind physically, he saw a vision. That was to meet a particular man, Ananias, who was going to minister to him and all of He saw it in the vision, closed vision. Hallelujah. And some of us have those experiences, but we don't know. We need to pay attention to them. We need to pay attention. God speaks to us through counsel, godly counsel. Oh, you are godly counsel. You are going through something, you're just discussing with a brother, and the brother gives you a counsel, and you are still looking for the word of God. God has spoken. Moses was judging the whole nation of Egypt. I'm sorry, the whole nation of Israel. And his father-in-law came to him, this man, you are going to die young if you don't have wisdom. Choose men. Assign them. Men over a hundred, men over a thousand, based on their capacity. Assign them. Let them take some of these burdens off you. You, let them judge the smaller cases, the really tough ones. Let them bring, those are the ones you should now. By the time those guys are done, maybe there are 1,000 cases. Rather than Moses standing to settle 1,000 cases, those guys will probably have done 950. Then the 50 that are really tough. So he said, Don't kill yourself. Don't die young. Don't make my daughter a widow. Godly counsel, instructions. Moses did it and God endorsed it. Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Of course, the Lord speaks to us by the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 13, verse 2. As they fasted and ministered to the Lord, the Holy Ghost spoke. 
separate unto me Paul and Barnabas the Holy Ghost speaks John chapter 15 Jesus told us the ministry of the Holy Ghost is going to lead us and guide us into all truth Isaiah told us you would go as you are going on that way he said you would hear a voice behind you saying this is the way walking in it the Holy Ghost speaks of course and of course I've talked about prayer we need to give attention to prayers these are the ways that you know we are going to take full advantage of what scripture calls our advantage this is how we are going to trap the speakings of God this is how we develop capacity to hear we develop capacity for understanding hallelujah what is your advantage what is the profit of the circumcision much in every way but chiefly because unto you is committed the oracles of God unto me is committed the oracles of God I want to I want to take full advantage of that thing has this thing has not left me since so I want to take full advantage praise God he said um, the sons of Isaac they were, they were noble among their brethren why? Because they knew what Israel ought to do. And their brethren were at their command. There was no confusion. The will of God was clear. They knew what Israel ought to do. And because of that, the whole nation, they were able to give direction to the whole nation. Your life will have direction where you are giving attention to the speakings of God. It will have the, it will have clarity. You, you won't be confused. You just know. Oh, why are you doing this thing? God told me. How did you know? I just know. And you are not forming anything. You are not forming spirituality. You are not form, You are just living by instructions. And because you are living by instructions, your life is ordered. You have peace. Your life is at peace because you not go and make rash decisions. You not go and you not go into a business you are not supposed to go to. You not enter into a partnership you are not supposed to enter enter into. Why? Because you are led. As many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. You are led, and because of that, that saves you a lot. You are meant to, you want to embark on a journey and don't go today, go tomorrow. Hallelujah. Things must not happen to us anyhow. Things because God see the secrets of scripture says it is the honor of God to conceal a matter, it is the glory of kings to search them out. God is willing to speak. Oh, he was on his way to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, Shall I do this thing and hide them from my friend Abraham? Have we come into that level of relationship where ah and I want to do something in this country. Ah, but let me talk to Mumi about it first. Let me even hear what he has to say. He was going to destroy the entire nation of Israel, but he had to discuss it with Moses first. And Moses began to negotiate. Ah, ah, God, ah, ah. You are a merciful God. Now can you do that? You now let all those other nations who have heard of your fame and the wonderful things you have done, they will now say it's because he was not able to bring them into the land he promised them. That's why I allowed them to. No, no, no. God, don't do that. Have mercy. He was negotiating. Do you understand what I'm saying? Can we come into that level of fellowship? Can we come into that level of relationship? 
where God, in quotes, can seek our input, can seek our counsel. That you will not do a thing and let me talk to you, sorry, Lord. Somebody's on his path to destruction, and that person is actually going to die and be destroyed. But let me talk to Busayo about it. Why is he talking to Busayo? Because he knows Busayo will intercede and bring salvation. Can we come to God tonight and pray? But the word of the Lord will come to us. My destiny. I want to fulfill my purpose in God. I, will I want my ears to hear. I want my heart to, to comprehend. I want to be able to pick the divine signals. I don't want to miss the speakings of God. I don't want to miss instructions over my life. I don't want to miss instructions over my destiny. I want to fulfill the will and the purpose of God for my life. I want to fulfill His purpose. I don't want to miss my timing. I don't want to miss my season. He said, oh, oh Jerusalem. Peter says he went through that city and he wept over the city. And he said, oh, if only you had known the day of your visitation. If only, if only the day of the visitation of Jerusalem came, but they missed it because they did not think that salvation had come. And because of that, judgment came upon that city. We cannot live like that. We cannot. We cannot live like that. We cannot. We, will, we cannot afford to miss the day of our visitation. We cannot afford to miss our timing in the spirit. We cannot afford to miss the seasons of our lives. But the Lord will help us. That the Lord will help us. We will be alive to instructions. Our heart will be alive to instructions. Our our heart will be alive to the speakings of God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Our heart to be alive to instructions. Our heart to be alive to the speakings of God. In the name of Jesus. Baro Mashalabatokusa Parabatalia. Yeroboko Parimashalabodia to Zabalandokia. My destiny. it says the Lord showed He showed His word unto Jacob, His statute and His judgment unto Israel. I want us to pray to God tonight that the word of the Lord will be revealed to us. That the Lord will reveal His word. That the word of the Lord will be revealed to us. The, the declaration of the word of the Lord in our hearts. The word will open up our hearts will receive instruction. Then it would please the Lord. To show his word. He showed his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments to Israel. We want to know the statutes of God. We want to know the judgments of God. We want to come into his judgments. We want to come into the declaration of his word. In the name of Jesus. Lord, reveal your word to me. Give me understanding. Bring clarity. Give me understanding. Bring explanation. 
bring it forth bring it forward show it make it open in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Lord reveal your word I want to come into the understanding of your word I'm praying for the spirit of wisdom and revelation the spirit of wisdom and revelation let it come upon me declare your word unto Jacob declare your word unto this house show forth your word show your word unto us oh God that our souls may live our souls may rejoice forever in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus we want to live by your word we want to live by your word for the words you speak to us they are spirit and they are life in the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed.